The Janetha Signal. I see we have all convened for this meeting of Team Over the Fence. This is Agent Alhan calling the meeting to order. Agent Janathus, report. Here. Agent Tyon, report. Howdy. Agent Maras, report. It's time to take out the trash. <laughs> agent Jeff Wise, report. Wait, you seriously picked that as your, as your agent name? <laughs> <laughs> All the other good names were taken. <laughs> Never mind. Then let us begin our discussion of our plans for world domination. Uh, start was, was that the plan today? World domination? Well, you know, you caught me off guard. I had to come up with uh, I, I just, I no, just no, wanted no, donuts. No, no. This, this, this Week in Tech already did that. Sorry, guys. The recipe what? for the perfect sandwich. Curse you, Leo Laporte! <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's move on to our first bullet point. <gasps> Many Bothans died to bring us this information. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, Mist Movie finds a p- production partner, which I hear is already old news. Jeff, yeah, Jeff, were you the provisor of that? Were you the Bothan that died? <laughs> Some Bothan died somewhere, but it wasn't me. Actually, uh, yeah, the, they... Haven't found a production partner yet. It turns out a lot of people are just kind of grasping at straws. But what they have done is uh, they've uh, found uh, some experts in Hollywood that they're working with to create a uh, script treatment to pitch to different studios. These experts, they claim, are the kind of people that uh, have helped a lot of different writers bring their uh, movie ideas to different studios around Hollywood. And I think they give uh, Warner Brothers has a first uh, first rights to pass on the project or accept it. Right of refusal. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. So uh, so it's looking promising, but uh, they're still not there yet. Well, if Warner Brothers were to take it, I mean, what what else has Warner Brothers done in that kind of a vein that would? They did Harry Potter. Harry and, Potter. Yeah, okay. I mean, you take a look at the landscapes, and I mean, for a book of Tiana movie, the big focus of the movie is obviously going to be the city, and you see how they uh, did the Hogwarts uh, castle and brought that to life. And I'm not the biggest Harry Potter fan, but I still can say that you know they did a decent job doing that. So. You know, the one thing I got to say about that is I just watched the latest Harry Potter on Blu-ray. I haven't seen high it yet, definition so. can really destroy a movie. And I gotta tell you, really? because you can really, you, like, there's a point where they're standing in the, uh, the astronomy tower, and you can see the the model next to them that is obviously a miniature for the rest of the <laughs> castle. I'm like, Ooh. you know, 
they really have to dial this stuff up a few notches if they're going to do this in high definition because some of this stuff isn't going to fly. So, just like I've, I, I noticed, some TV shows have been in high definition where you can like you can see the makeup on the characters. <laughs> well, that's probably easily fixable. They just have to. Yeah, but it it should not have made it to high definition if that wasn't fixed. So. Yeah, isn't that making a lot of actors mad too? I don't know, but. That's what I heard. So, it makes you wonder if the pornography industry is really going to jump on the HD bandwagon. I thought they already some things you don't want to see in HD. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, like no. Let's not go there. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the cavern today has now officially jumped the show. <laughs> oh. We're now M-rated. Thank oh, you. Let's let's okay. get back in the stream here then. Uh, yes. well, we might as well start cussing over at it. I don't <laughs> well, as long as we're as long as we're getting in the stream, are we going to be skinny dipping in the stream? Actually, I heard a new profane oh. thing today. Um, we Ooh. have a we have a program that we use from in my company called Malware Bytes. It's our one of our main tools for removing viruses and stuff. Oh, yes. And so um, it is referred to by the program manufacturer in short as MBAM, M-B-A-M. And so now our new our new cuss phrase is M-BAM it. So. <laughs> I like it. <sighs> that, that was a new one. Just on. that, that, that was a, that was a face. <laughs> when, when you're a geek, it's, you're easily amused by geek stuff, I guess. It's true. Yeah, that's the truth. So moving on to uh, hard hitting issues. Game news. Australia asks its people whether they want an RP. 18 plus classification but here's if they don't overwhelmingly say yes i'm gonna be stunned you know but really my only problem is like i think a lot of people are not really concerned with it and that's kind of the problem is the weakness of the people who are concerned with it don't vote mm-hmm. and so that's where we run into these issues i i don't i wonder where what, what the way forward is going to be for our australia i mean uh zero punctuation uh talks about mm-hmm. Atkinson, Michael Atkinson, his name is, and uh, he rails on about that guy with about, you know, how how he has a cold black heart and how it only beats two times, you know, every week or something like that. But uh, I, I agree, like like this guy, he makes it sound like like the games are just these gory depictions of horrible things, and why anyone would even begin to contest that these things are worthwhile for anyone is beyond him, and therefore. You know, so he pretty much like he makes it sound like he's completely unconcerned with it, but that he is completely concerned with it because he go, he takes time to to create all this colorful language to describe why it's not good. Mm-hmm. So he just hates games in general. I, I guess. I mean, he's of a different generation. I mean, my my generation is one is one of the the first generation to be the kind of people who play more games than we watch TV. More importantly, he's from the generation that votes. Yeah, which is the yeah. problem. <laughs> So we we have no choice. He has to like disappear, be locked away somewhere, you know, with no light, and uh, that's all that has to happen. Oh, John! Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. <sighs> Everyone is entitled to my opinion. Yes, you were you're correct. <laughs> Everyone is entitled to their own opinion, <laughs> except when it's wrong. So, exactly. You know. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not about being entitled to his opinion. He he doesn't allow people to have opinions. He says my opinion is what is law. I say so, so it goes this way. 
Well, on the other hand, uh, here in the U.S., we did have it with, uh, what was his name? Jack, Jack Thompson, Thompson who has been disbarred, you know. He did get disbarred. So, you know, there's always a ray of hope somewhere. I mean, yeah, we did sucks. get Jack Thompson out of there. But, you know, he did that to himself. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's just refer to Australia in, in realistic terms. I mean, you want an Xbox 360 game here, it's 60 bucks. In Australia, it's $120. What? It's just ridiculous. If you want an, if you want an Apple MacBook Pro here, it's twelve hundred dollars. There, it's sixteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So. And the reason for that is because Australia sucks. So. Um, wow. So I think it's a I, lot of I mean, taxes. Like, actually. with these people, you know, you've got to be devoted to be a gamer in Australia. A little less so in the U.S. So you know, we we would understandably appreciate it less, but it seems that we appreciate it more. So, go figure kind of a catch-22 in the end, really is. And I, America's really big on like, our rights to enjoy anything and everything. And understanding that, you know, some of us have these urges to kill things that we need to get out of our system, you know, in, in a way that doesn't <laughs> It's either virtual or we'll go do it for yeah. real. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just getting so sick of, the, like, you know, how, like, they talk about, like, this guy played video games and then did this egregious act. And, like, it's like, like, one begets yeah, the other, and there's nothing else in the picture. <laughs> you know, you want to get really ticked off at that kind of thing? Watch Second Skin. You will just Seconds. be infuriated. It's a really good documentary about uh, like people who play MMOs. I haven't heard of it. I didn't think it was very good. I thought it was very unrealistic. Oh, I thought it was pretty good. But I really like do- documentaries. Have you ever seen uh, The King of Kong? The one about the uh, the rivalry for the high score in Donkey Kong. I've seen most of it. It's I mean, an amazing it documentary. I think it's, it's a great movie. But then at the end of the movie, I thought said this is a really great movie. But then the other half of me just kind of hit you know the other half of me in the head and said you just watched an hour and a half movie about two guys playing Donkey Kong. Think about that. <laughs> yeah, two really interesting personalities. Oh, it is. To play it Donkey is. Kong. <laughs> yeah. Because one Are of them we is like original Donkey Kong here. Yes, yes. Original yes. Donkey Kong, and one of these guys, uh, Steve Weeby, is totally like you know a Midwest uh, family man. He's got you know a wife and two kids, and the other guy is like this cocky, you know, jerk, you know, hot sauce entrepreneur <laughs> who's just like always has to be the best in everything he does, and he knows it, and. He's got that Ego. type A personality, and these two kind of go head to head over this high score for Donkey Kong. And there's all this video game high score politics involved and everything, and intrigue. And it's actually really, really interesting, and I highly recommend it to anybody. Mm. I think it's on Netflix streaming. If you, oh, that's my, good. I, I have to Check renew my Netflix thing. I, it's been off for a while. So. Uh, Speaking of video games, Knights of the Old Republic, or excuse me, The Old Republic, has been pushed to 2011. And uh, cue me sat, cue me crying just a little bit, you know. I was like, I'm okay with it being okay, being next fall. That's cool. And then you say it's next year. I'm like, well, that's not as cool. I'm, yeah, you know, broke in an EA uh, investors report that they're releasing their next big name. Uh, they're releasing their next big name MMO in uh, first quarter 2011, which, seeing as how the only MMO we know that EA is developing is the Old Republic. So, mm. on the other hand, it is nice that we now we have a target date because 
even the fall 2010 was nothing more than just rumors that wasn't announced by anybody. So this is as close to a solid announcement as we've had. And, you know, frankly, wouldn't it have felt a little rushed if it had come out that soon? Well, they could just pull a blizzard in and, like, open up content as time goes on. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, normally, my opinion is, is if you're a game developer in this day and age, you really need to be precise about when you release your game and you don't want it to be rushed because I've it's working for blizzard games. i mean yeah <laughs> blizzard blizzard has it down to an art okay they've i mean granted it's world of warcraft you know i don't want to hear it you're not level 80 <laughs> shut up at the same time though um blizzard's not the only one who does it i've been waiting for half-life 2 episode 3 now for uh, i what, i feel like three i feel like valve has just completely like decided they're focusing on Half-Life has arcs it's like they're doing. They've done TM Fortune. Team, uh, yeah, they've done Left 4 Dead 2, and right now the only projects that I know that they have is any ongoing uh, that they're going to do with TF2, which they have one class update to do, and then that's all well, they a, promise. A portal. So we have no idea what. They do. A portal sequel is supposed to be in the works too. We have a portal sequel yeah. in the Surprise. works, and we have uh, episode three in the works. And, so and even even Yahtzee, even the guy in Zero Punctuation, is saying, "Are you know? Don't these people have other things to do, like making a sequel to an established franchise? You know, and <laughs> no kidding, <laughs> especially because episode two. John, what is this Zero Punctuation? Um, he's a really snide, uh, trash talking Australian guy, British born, Australia living guy who uh, he's he very very fast talking. Yeah, he he writes these really interesting reviews of games, and he doesn't like any kind of like the Micro Machines guy from those old commercials. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't like anything. Oh, it's it. is that the one? Is that the guy that's on the um? Uh, I can't remember where, but he does the videos where like just yeah they they have like the little stuff uh, stick figure guy kind of like XKCD. Yeah, he he looks. He talked about uh, Painkiller, the game. He's like he's like they give you a gun that shoots shurikens and lightning. He's like, let me say that again. It shoots shurikens <laughs> and lightning. He's like he's like I could. He's like the only thing you could do to make it better is is uh, well he says let me dirty and then he's like and, and light it on fire. That's the only thing you make it better. <laughs> he's like so. In other words, he's a guy that just doesn't want to shut up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But he's he is funny and uh, I don't know. In any case, uh, so the Overhulk is is delayed to 2011. <clears throat> so if we want our sci-fi MMO fix, we have Star Trek Online coming soon. Booyah. If you pre-order now, you can get in the beta sooner. And various pre-orders include uh, having the original Enterprise uh, Constellation class ship, having the uniforms <laughs> from the original series from the Next Generation and from Deep Space Nine slash Voyager, uh, a bunch of other. Oh yeah, cool yeah. Alhan's got his eye on like the, the super package. Camelto uniforms. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, the only thing that, that has me. Um, holding back on that one is just uh like first off i don't know if i would want to be in the beta i i was in the a weekend test that they did for uh, nightfall for guild wars and when the game released i bought the the expansion and i installed it and had my character all the way back at the beginning like all that work that i put in was gone yep and yeah but your character doesn't get a constellation class starship <laughs> <laughs> no my character got it my character got a dress well, because he was a dervish and he spins in circles well, John, did Same they say mine. they were going to transfer all your character data into the live version after the beta? I don't know, and I just I have this thing about MMOs. Like, I don't I don't have the the stamina to do multiple characters. I just can't do it. 
So like, well once, then yeah, you shouldn't be in betas because you never get to keep the data yeah, that once, you collect. Once, once, like there was a point when I was at level twelve, and then I realized that my realm wasn't in my time zone, and I didn't, mm-hmm. I'm like, why don't they make it easy for me to tell which realm is in which time zone in the game where I get to pick them? So like, World of Warcraft has a lot of little things that I have beefs with, like that. So I finally I I went to to look into the transfer thing, and then you had to be level twenty. And they're like, well, you know, it would be easier just to start a new tune on that realm. I'm like, no, it isn't. I don't. I have to do all those twelve levels again. I am not doing that. You know, I'm surprised Blizz does not just have, um, like buy a character at level fifty or something. Considering the fact that they're going up to they level they do. It's 80. called the Death Knight. Yeah, but you have to. Have You're have right. A oh my gosh, where have I been? Okay. You have to have I'm a seventy sorry. character on the realm, don't you? Ignore oh, me. okay. Sorry. I know next to nothing about WoW, so yeah. You you might want to keep it that way. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, it's best, believe me. So anyway, Star Trek—they've got a lot of cool ship designs that I've noticed, and that—that uh, that makes you know the geek in me go, "Oh, I want to see more." But you know, I just don't know that I'll have the kind of stamina necessary for that that game. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's something I'm going to be interested in getting better ships. I mean, it's it's going to be something like. Is it is it going to be a refit, or you just get the ship? I don't recall. So moving on. Yeah. Uh, okay. I saw video games live about a, about a year and a half ago here in Detroit. Yay! BGL was awesome. They did it. not include the Mist Medley in the show I saw. I am sorry. What? They didn't do I've it for mine it. either. It was so depressing. Yeah, for mine, geez. I've seen it three times, and they've done the Miss Suite three times. And wow, you got so I, had, I grabbed the video off of YouTube before they left there, and I took the actual audio that they had on the uh, the disc, and I I sliced, I sliced oh, yeah. them together, and so now I have mm-hmm. you know the best of both worlds because there's really no other way for me to get it. And yeah. I, you know that was really hard too. <laughs> All I wanted was the video with no audio. And that was really hard. Like, I was doing it on my Mac, and I just could not figure out how, for the life of me, to do it. I ended up doing it on Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> and actually, what I wanted to do is I wanted to have, like, the the audio from the video, from the YouTube recording before the music, and then after the music, so you still have the applause at the end. And mm-hmm. I've hell if I can figure out how to do that, so I didn't. So, mm-hmm. But it was, it's, you know... It's the little bit of uh, video games live that I can't get. But the news about video games live is that it is in 2010 coming to TV, PBS, DVD, and Blu-ray. Really looking forward to that. So I would actually get it on Blu-ray, but only if the Miss Medley is in it. <laughs> I they will I do the Miss Medley. Pick it up no matter what. I mean, I, I went to the Miss Medley will be there. Well, they also had a Tron bit in it that wasn't in my the show that I saw. Well, the Tron bit has copywriting things, especially with the uh, and now with the new Tron movie coming out this Christmas. Yeah, but I'm it's sure. but it's a derivative work still, you know. And it was it was done for Disney. And when, when I talk about the Tron bit, like it was in the show, they had video and stuff, yeah. all that stuff, you know. I've seen that three times too. <laughs> Jeff, I hate you, I really do. <laughs> On a similar but yet not entirely unrelated note, Daft Punk is doing the entire soundtrack for Tron Legacy. And yeah, I enjoyed the moment I heard that. Uh. I hope they don't foul up Tron. I'll be so mad if they do. You know what? If you go back and watch the original Tron, 
you're going to think, you know, they can't really screw this up any more than the original. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> That's what I was kind of but you know, I see I see snippets of of the, the movie, and I don't remember any of it. Like it's kind of fun. Like when you when you watched a movie a couple times as a kid, and you think you know it, and you know, watch it for like 10, 15 years, and as an adult, you watch it again. It's like, where's this part? I don't remember Indiana Jones swimming I, out to the submarine. When did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> I loved Tron as a kid, but I went back and watched it, and they're not even using like computer jargon correctly. It's like I know, I know. Thing? Isn't that funny? <laughs> Oh, come oh, on, guys. Uh, Appreciate work for what era it was made in. Don't compare like, it to today's Can you stuff. give me an example? Because I haven't actually seen it. Oh, I can't even think uh, of one off the top. I just know that Tron 2, the game, uh, had some interesting ways of referring to it. Like, like the colonel was like the captain of the of the computer. I was like, wait till, mm-hmm. the, wait till the colonel gets in there to take care of those Z-lots. Because, you know, instead of zealots, they were Z-lots. And it's like, yep. you know... He's like pow, and then ram. He's gonna get him right out of there. And it's like just like the the words are still kind of randomly being used incorrectly, but it's it was interesting. <clears throat> it's huh. even the same way because I popped back in uh, my Tron 2.0 disc uh, a couple of months ago and started replaying it, and it's like I, I grown so much now that I'm you know up three months away from graduating with a computer degree at how terrible the on the representation of the world being a computer is, but at the same time. It's just got that st- the style, and you know, partially because they uh, screwed up so bad, it just gives it its own little flavor. And I yeah. can look at anything and say that is Tron, and that is awesome. It so. does have its charm, and I Wendy Carlos' score for the uh, the original Tron was absolutely brilliant and perfect. <laughs> and she was kind of a well, you got to think it's an entirely electric soundtrack back yeah. in what is this, 1978, 1981, somewhere in there. <sighs> I mean, it's not exactly easy, even with the synths they had, not exactly easy to do an entire electric soundtrack. No, and it was good. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a very strange uh, inclusion in the video game's live concert lineup, considering it really isn't from a video game at all. Yeah. It's just it kind of, of is, though. The main, the main theme is, is, is has bits and pieces that are in there. Oh, the only reason it's really in VGL is because Tommy Tallarico drools every time he hears the word Tron. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, but as I was saying about the mist thing, they're going to include mist on the uh, the DVD because uh, Jack Wall is one of the, the co-partners mm-hmm. of this. And they've had no problem at all cooperating with Cyan over any of the rights to the mist music and all the other past concerts. Well, I think the only reason they didn't include it in the concert you went to is because it's not... One of their more popular segments, because the kids these days, they all love the halos. Oh. Anyway, before we get too far off the Tron, I wanted you to hear this. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't be putting down Marty O'Donnell. Hey, Marty O'Donnell's awesome, and he, he worked on Riffin. He is a freaking so. genius. Is he a freaking genius? No, I said freaking genius. There's a difference. Freaking with freaking laser beams on their head? <laughs> But what about those fracking Cylons? Oh, never. oh my, no. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Shh, shh, shh. Listen. So you are a user. Fascinating. That was Bite from Tron 2.0. Yep. That was- First time you get zapped into the game and he shows up. Yeah, and remember he, and, and then the, I think that the character mistakes him for the little bit. He thinks yeah. he's a bit. He's like, ha, bit, no, ha, I'm bite. a bite. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's a point where uh where bite gets smacked and and this is kind of spoilery and and he's he's killed and he flies away and, he, and you hear him go no 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 and he's gone 
That's is that on Steam? No, it's not. We need some list tech games on Steam. We need No One Lives Forever on there. We need Tron on there. Mm-hmm. Hey, you, you're a big fan of No One Lives Forever. Oh my forever. god, it's the best. Sock the it is the best game ever. <laughs> best game I don't know. Beyond Good and Evil and Half-Life 2 are knocking on your door right now. I love Beyond Good and Evil. I've got it on my Steam. Half-Life 2 I have. I mean, I had I had Half-Life 2 when it came out. I was looking forward to it a long time. Yeah. I was really upset that it was so much was... more scripted than they promised at E3. I was really upset mm-hmm. about that because I was I was looking for all oh. the, the cool ways you could like play the levels differently, and they didn't deliver on that. It was really scripted well, though. I can't fault them. Completely. I don't know. I still like wanted the cool thing with the, the, the. Uh, tr- what do you call it? The Strider, when it walked over and it tries to blow the building up, but it can't. So then it has to, you know, get down on its haunches to crawl through. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that would have been really cool. So the next piece is completely all about me. Um, it's, it says <laughs> games we're looking forward to, but I just wanted to tell you all the stuff I'm looking forward to. And I want to, I want to talk about that. So you know. Okay, everyone put on your sleeping so, caps. First up, first up in another... First up is Bioshock No, no, no. Hey, yes, step, 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 step. Oh, 15 yeah. more days, <laughs> Mass Effect 2. No. And I'm going to order it because oh, I'm going to yeah. get that cool armor that's on Steam. And uh, followed by Bioshock, which is in uh, February 9th. Splinter Cell Conviction, finally, February 16th. And you you will have a, a healthy time laughing at me. The Lego Harry Potter years one through four in the beginning of March. Hey, really? the, Le- uh, the Lego games are awesome. I love them all. I really did. No Except well, the Traveler's Tales video games. If yeah. you've been a fan of Lego games as long as I have, you'll know that a lot of them are very crappy. Well, the early ones, and then Traveler's <laughs> Tales got them. It was great. Uh, yeah, we're, we're talking I do, about I do, but I do have a wait, 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 wait. Lego Island was awesome. Yes, no, I was going to say, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just thread jacked in podcast. That's awesome. I can't find my copy. I came home from college and I said, I have to play it. And I looked all over and I can't find the CD. And I'm, well, so I'm sure Lego Harry Potter would be better. Anyway, moving on. March 16th, <laughs> we're going to get Assassin's Creed 2 on the PC, which I, I'm ready to do it on PC instead oh, of a console. Uh, I'm excited about that. Um, Just Cause 2 is going to be cross-platform, which will be later in March. And that, nice. one's, that one looks really... If you haven't seen anything on it, check it out. It's, it's going to be it's going to be sort of like Crackdown, like the whole world is open to you. Uh, you, you can't really jump 160 feet in the air, but, you know, how many games give you that ability? But it just—it looks like it's got that that wide open world fun stuff that I I adore, you know, guns and grappling hooks and big explosions, you know. Man, you have a grappling hook that can attach to pretty much yeah. anything, and you have a parachute. It, and that a par- can it's open it's almost like will. Spider-Man because like he can like <laughs> attach the grappling hook to say a helicopter and then attach it to a guy, and as the helicopter flies away, the guy flies away with it. So, I'm gonna yeah. be getting a lot of fun with that game. There's going to be a ton of great moments where you just kind of do something crazy. YouTube is going to be going crazy with those. That's what. It's another reason why I want it on PC because it's easy to record with fraps. So, um, the thing that surprised me, and I, and I'll bet you this one's wrong. At the end of March, they're saying Crisis Two is coming out. Crisis Two, which is coming out on the PlayStation Three, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, and the PC. I don't think that's not enough time for a fanfare, and we haven't really heard anything about it. And the only trailer that they have shows reflective letters flying together to say crisis two so i'm thinking that one's not ready yet and since since we haven't seen a trailer that shows us anything about the game i'm betting 
that that March is is really you know it's somebody guessing it's going to be March. And these are all of like Amazon and, and EB Games. So you can take them all with a grain of salt anyway. So I, my production is actually taking right till the fall, which includes Alpha Protocol. Anyone else heard about that? I've mm-hmm. heard of it, but I haven't uh, read well, too much. Well, what they're doing is they're stealing our idea from the podcast about the agents and turning it into a <laughs> uh, RPG shooter game. Damn it! Which oh, that would be awesome. Was it the leaked? So, I, I personally think that uh, Chad is our turncoat, Agent Tyon, as it were. Damn it! Mm-hmm. It makes sense. <laughs> Why I'm am I a turncoat? <laughs> Which? Well, could it be? I mean. Not me. I haven't been around. Because you're because you're the whipping boy. That's why. <laughs> oh, what did I do to deserve so, that? So, Transformers War for Cybertron, which looked kind of cheesy, but they started using like a, a Gears of War third person kind of combat deal. And there's that actually is really exciting me because I'm a decent fan of Transformers and something not set in a series with the awesome art style that they have with what looks like they're going to let Optimus Prime actually rip things in half. Yeah, finally. and he gets an axe that can literally slice people in half, and is like, that's exactly. that's what we've been missing in all the Star Wars games, the dismemberment. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, I'm not on top of this. What A lightsaber what is, is not to? a bashing stick. It cuts. Yeah. I know, but which which series is this tied to? Is this in this? Transformers War for None. Cybertron is actually supposed to be a story of the Transformers on Cybertron. So it's all... It's all oh, set in like Cybertronian era, and there's a point. It's I know, but what I know, yeah. but what design? It's are they, an entirely I mean, new, be? unique design. Yeah. If anything, okay. it's slightly inspired by G1, and that's pushing yeah. it. So Optimus Prime I mean, looks looks it, like he he transforms into what would I would call like a a crossover sport utility. That's what he looks like. Yeah, he turns into an alien yeah. truck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Megatron, you can see he's inspired by the original TV series Megatron and in, by the movies Megatron, and there's a couple other influences in there, and I just yeah. love there's, the Like I said, there's a point thing. where Optimus Prime pulls out that electrified axe, kind of like the, the blades and stuff that they, they randomly would wield in the movies, and he slices somebody and literally takes off the top third, and then they, the two pieces, like the, the one piece slides off, a la um, Evolu- or Underworld. Remember the first Underworld? You know, mm-hmm. the slice and the head slice off, slides off. Same thing. Except, you know, it's all burning and hot, like a lightsaber cut through it, which is, again, what we need in a Star Wars game. Exactly. So, That's why I stayed away from Force Unleashed, because I don't want to hit things with a glue. Well, he does, stick. He does slice things, things now up. and then, although in some cases it's like, how the hell did you do that? Like, he, he goes <laughs> under an, at, an ATST. And it flies up through it, and it mm. falls into two pieces. And it's like the lightsaber is not long enough to cut through something that big. And it, when you're not making sense in and, Star Wars physics, then and, seriously, and he went problem. straight through it. <laughs> yeah. So you know, whatever. Was it really? Because I was looking forward to TFU, even though I never actually. It's it. it's fun. There's a couple of things. The story yeah, the is good. The really story definitely out. is good. There's but. some jumping puzzles that'll make you want to throw your controller or didn't they, keyboard. Didn't they just, re- didn't they just release like a, a revised version of it that people thought was yeah, really good? Yeah, included the DLC packs they had released yeah. for it. Ah. And then they charge you the full price of the game. The thing that made me it. sick about the mm-hmm. game, though, is that every time you jump, so does the camera. <laughs> yeah. They did announce that they're making the Force Unleashed 2. Yeah. And... And, and me knowing the spoilers of the story, let's just say they better have a really good explanation for yeah. it. 
Oh, you spoiled yourself? No, well, I've read the book. But The Force Unleashed was a very good story, but it was very self-contained. Now they're expanding on it. Unless they have... Yeah, if they're, it looks like they're doing it with the Star Killer character again, and his story is wrapped up. I'm not going to say anything more than that, but the it's got to be a clone or something complete. But you know so, what? I like the trailer yeah. where where we 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 hear a uh, a rancor cry out, and then we see the body thrown out, and it lands, and then something much bigger than a rancor comes out, and I'm and, and so the trailer, and so cool. you know the, the little boy in me goes cool, you know I'm, I'm all about this one, but you know yeah. Well, I've kind of fallen out of Star Wars. Yeah, I understand, the last you know, years, like but, there's a story yeah. in Assassin's Creed 2, you know, but the gameplay is, is king in that, in that setting, you know, and that's kind of like, like Crackdown doesn't really have so much of a story and I don't really care because I can go around the city and do whatever I want. And so that's, yeah. t- to me, that's, that's the fun part. And, and the Lego games, I mean, they don't really have a story or they, they have a story, you already know the story and that's not the issue. This, the, the gameplay is the, the, the crux. Yeah, nobody cares I mean, if you can uh, if, if you knew you're playing. I mean, the way story. they lampoon it is kind of funny. Like, you, did you ever see the trailer for the Lego Star Wars where uh, Luke and Darth Vader fight and Luke loses his hand and he just puts it back on because it's a Lego? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then Darth Vader like fights with him and then Luke falls off and Darth Vader still has his hand, so he just throws it in, you know. <laughs> and in the game, he he, you know, they don't talk; they do they do everything nonverbally. So it's all yeah, so for him to yeah. tell Luke that he's his father he pulls out the polaroid picture (laughs) (laughs) you gotta love the a lot of stuff was really cool so i'm i'm i actually have high hopes for the harry potter game i don't i don't know if it's that close to being released or not because again i haven't heard anything about it until i just looked but did you see these uh prince of persia legos that they're making they actually look pretty interesting based on the new movie they're making a whole set set of legos there's actually one set that looks almost exactly like a scene from uh, the original DOS uh, Prince of Persia game. And when I saw that, my jaw kind of hit the floor. It's just, that's awesome! But uh, I'm actually looking, hoping that Prince of Persia will be the first real uh, good video game movie. And good, obviously, being loose definition. I'm I expecting it to be about pirates. I, I, quality. I see it, but and it just so really bad. doesn't look like it's going to fly. It, just, it looks like it's, everything's been done through a, uh, a, a filter. And it just, I don't know, it just, it looks, it looks, it's going to have like, you know, the Mummy movie kind of quality, where it's, well, the Mummy yeah. movie was but good, those though. are popcorn flicks, well, the they're not one. like, you know. Well, I don't think anybody's going to see Prince of Persia for a serious I know, art I know, house but, film. And I'm not against popcorn <laughs> flicks, but popcorn flicks to me are rentals. And if you really I'll, break I'll, it I'll, down, the name Prince of Persia is a pretty silly name for a video game. I mean, that's one of those like holdovers back when all video games. The other thing really is like, the first time we saw, you know, the, point of fact names like the first that. time we saw the logo mm-hmm. for the movie. It looked like they just did it in Arial font. I'm like, what are you people thinking? Like, can't the font even mm-hmm. look a little Mediterranean? I mean, geez. <laughs> so I have two more games. Two more, actually three more. Okay. <sighs> so September, I have Brink, the uh, the first person shooter plus free running game. So I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I have high hopes for that. And again, I can't see it because of the 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 ability you're afforded by having a mouse. I just cannot see how that would work in a controller because of the like one of the ideas that they have is you can run to a doorway and then pop down on your knees and slide across. Meanwhile, turning to your side and shooting the people in the room as you slide across there. Like I know I could yep. do it with a mouse. I bet you I would suck at it with a controller. Um, 
And I also have a correction, which uh, which Sean pointed out to me. I thought that Brink was on the Unreal 3 engine, and I looked it up, and the site that I, I found that information on had mentionings of Unreal 3 and Brink, but they were not related stories. <laughs> Brink is actually on um, id Tech 4, so it's on the Doom 3 engine, essentially. Oh, um, okay. So I was wrong in that front. Uh the final two games are the next Medal of Honor, just because I really hope that somebody can compete with Call of Duty. Um, I mean, I like mm-hmm. that they've modernized it, but I don't know. Because the people who made Call of Duty Allied Assault so good became Infinity Ward. <laughs> so I don't know if EA's got the, got the chops. I hope they do, but I have no faith that they will. And finally, The Last Guardian on PlayStation 3. One of the reasons I bought a PlayStation yes. 3. Mm-hmm. And they pushed it back to November, and I'm very upset about that. Hey, do you want a quality game, or do you want something? That's I bet rushed? you they're done. I bet you they're done, and they're just no game developers. They're are taking never a coffee done, break. They're have, they're having frappuccinos on my time. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. So, those are the games I was looking forward to. Does anyone else have any additives of stuff I didn't mention? Um, uh, for me almost more than the old republic simply because i've been so ticked at star wars in the last couple of months for storyline reasons involving the mandalorians and a very long rant i won't get into here but uh i've been more looking forward to guild wars 2 especially with the new trailers and all the info coming I, out. I gotta say it looks really really rich and really diverse and i i don't know when it's coming out mm-hmm. they haven't announced i almost yet, lost so access to guild wars like permanently like i i changed the password forgot to write it down went back to log in got myself locked out had to go through this little dance and they i gave them my codes for my games and they said those weren't viable codes and i was like uh those are viable codes those are correct and so Uh oh you know i finally said okay can can i talk to somebody is there somebody who can call me or i can call them and next thing you know they gave me my passwords back but there you go i was like you know if if you guys don't give me my access back this is the last nc soft game i play (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, part of it has also been uh, Guild Wars has been hit in the last couple of months uh, really epically bad by scammers and by people stealing accounts uh, because one of the major fan sites which uh, helped track Guild Wars accounts for trading purposes got entirely compromised, which uh, people saw similar usernames and passwords, plug them into Guild Wars, and hey, we can get in here. Yeah. So. Uh, their economy has been uh, has been wonky. The My last father just did something like that lately, and it's, it's one thing I, I've learned from all this experience. And though I have been applying this logic myself, but a lot of users don't. So I will share this for the for everyone's <laughs> edification. You want to you want to tier your passwords, like like what you oh, yes. log into your email account with, and websites and games. You want none of these to be the same. You know. And you can you can even like alter it in, in like as an example like you could have a password that's star forty two fifty, and you could capitalize the s and use the at symbol for the r and the hold shift for two of the numbers to get two special symbols and then that password is hardened and then you can use the non hardened version for your game that way the two passwords are mm-hmm. not the same, um, and then you can ha- you could actually just have a third easier password and this is this is the way I do it I do what I call tiered passwords, for sites that I think that you know. Like I like I've subscribed to a newsletter or something on the site, or whatever. They get my easy password. It's just you know Enigma. I don't even care about numbers or letters. If that login gets hacked, oh well. But that password is not shared with my email password, which is not shared with my game passwords. You know my other two tiers of passwords. And per- the reason I point this out is uh, 
two uh, mornings ago, my I woke up to some spam messages from my father. <laughs> I checked his Gmail account. He had 342 new friends, and uh, 500 plus email had had been sent out by him, including all of his contacts. Mm. So I had to good. I changed his password. Maybe he just suddenly got really social. Yeah, and he, and he, he favors a website that that uh, charges you in euros. And, uh, so I I had to remove two vacation a vacation response, a signature, both of which were the same spam message. I hardened his password. I deleted all the friends that he suddenly had. All these because uh, it was Gmail, it was Google Talk friends, and uh, deleted all the spam messages. Um, he got a lot of refusals, so a lot of the emails were not actually viable, <clears throat> and. Uh, I, I briefly sent a message or created a message for his friends to realize like this is his son, he's been hacked, it's been fixed, no more problems. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, Windows Seven did it because he got him I have on the Windows Seven release candidate. But <laughs> as, as soon as that happened, I scanned his computer, he had nothing on it. So it was he logged into a website with the same password he uses for his email, and that's how he got hacked. By the way, can I just ask what is with Windows 7 new marketing scheme? Have you noticed where it's like, I asked Windows 7 to be better, and look, it is. Windows 7, I made it better. Um, have it's you noticed? It's like, oh, I have, I have seen it one really of those. Is. It I've is seen quite terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Windows 7 has been trying, or Windows, Microsoft in general, has been trying to make these hip, uh, upbeat commercials ever since the very first Mac versus PC ad. And you don't see Mac versus PC ads anymore. They've kind of retired no, they that still campaign. Do it. Still, but, yeah. Oh, they do? Yeah, oh, still, yeah go to apple.com slash get a Mac. <laughs> but uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's just they've been playing catch-up ever since, and this is still part of that catch-up game because you see them. I'm a PC, and I'm a Windows 7 work good. And even the same thing back in the Vista days. They had uh, the Mojave experiment. Mm-hmm. They had, the Mojave experiment uh, was terrible yeah. because it, it, it's essentially oh, calling users stupid, and stupid. people don't like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's It was just everything they've done ever since that first Macros PC commercial has been poor decision, poor PR, poor commercials, and, that's, and, that's and where, just hasn't helped as, And You can see the comparison. Apple tends to be a more targeted, more planned entity whereas microsoft kind of just throws stuff out there and says here let's try this you know that's mm-hmm. where vista came from oh my god but you know did mm-hmm. anybody i didn't because i heard it was terrible but did anybody no one of you mentioned this actually the 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 video for windows 7 about like the the home party or something oh, the best part was the spoof where they did the video <laughs> and told you how to throw a pirating party for windows 7 <laughs> <laughs> it blew the original. Well, the only reason the, the only I reason mean, to do the uh, to do the party was to get your free copy of Ultimate. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I to be honest, I did try. I did <laughs> yeah. sign up for that. I would have I would have pretended that I had a party just to get a free copy. But uh, I exactly. here here's the thing that really pisses me off. I did the feedback program for four months. I I sent tickets mm-hmm. and all this stuff to, to you know to hopefully win myself a free copy of Windows Seven because Anthony did that with Vista. What did they give me? A free copy of Vista. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> and I told my sister because I I told her like we're going to Windows Seven and like she's like you can't control me. And it's like I you're on my network on a computer I built that you want me to service. You're going to Windows Seven. I said the only way you can stay with Vista is if if when they send me this gift it's Vista because she has to go to 64-bit. And they did. Yeah. So, and that that actually opens up a really funny story because you know I in tech support you get a lot of funny stories. 
Of course um, you do. <laughs> I, uh, I went to update her computer one day, warned her to back up two nights in a row, and she didn't. She had a backup, mm-hmm. but it was not recent. And I backed up everything, and then I stepped away, and I lost a track of time, and I'm like, why haven't I started this? So I went back and started the installation. And the moment I deleted the partition, I'm like, oh, I didn't get her music. Uh-oh. So, <laughs> so the computer's wiped. I mean, as soon as I hit, like, delete partition, it's done. There's no going back. So I just like, okay, guess we're going to go forward with this. So I did it. And long story short, there's a program called Media Monkey that you can use that can allow you to easily extract music from an iPod and an iPhone. So... I'll have to definitely check but that. now, but here's the here's the trick yeah. though. It, the the files on the iPod and iPhone are, are saved in an, in an alphanumeric code. Maybe, actually, it's, I think it's really alpha, and it's like it's really it's just it's just four yeah. digits and it's capital lowercase like like you know X W Z Y, and there's just this long listing of them. So what you have to do is you first you output them, and I do the way I do things with music is I organize them into folders which I drag into iTunes, which turn into playlists with the items in the folders in the playlist. So I can literally extract those playlists and put them back in folders and then rename them, and then we're back to square one. Uh, the thing you have to do with MediaMonkey is you do something called Organize, which allows you to rename the files based on their ID through IDV3 text. So hmm. that saved the day. I, I was not murdered. As you can see, I'm here for the podcast. So, <laughs> and Mind you, you that go. was 27 gigabytes of music. Impressive. <laughs> Only 27 yeah, gigs? 15 oh. off the iPod, and then uh, the remaining 12 off the iPhone. Let's see. Uh-huh. Oh. I mean, I don't even have that much. My sister, she's she's a she's a pack rat of music. Like, I get stuff, and I delete stuff I eventually don't like. So I'm, I'm not... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've already told you about my musical. Yeah, you, you have, you've got more than that. Like, like the 160-gig-wide iPod isn't enough for you, right? Yeah, I've I've got uh, like twenty eight thousand songs on my iPod. You have time to listen to all that? I mean, seriously. <laughs> I don't think that's the point. It's point is just no, have it. I have a very large CD collection, and I have a lot of video game soundtracks, and a lot of those soundtracks are like four discs long. So oh, yeah. it kind of adds up. Especially the Japanese ones, they get yeah. crazy. I've got every Final Fantasy <laughs> soundtrack ever. Yeah, and that explains a lot right there. <laughs> The orchestral ones or the original ones? The orchestral ones included, and the original ones, and the wow. piano collections, and the... <laughs> well, <laughs> wow. Do you even have Celtic Moon? Oh, yeah. That's the Final oh. Fantasy IV Celtic album. Nice touch. Well, it's awesome about the podcast, I just realized, is that it's running an hour and a half, and it hasn't cut out. Mm-hmm. Hey, there you go. Pamela hey, loves you. So... So final bullet point gets us to talking about Avatar, which I have to warn everyone I haven't seen Actually, only yet. you talked about your new games. Yeah. Oh, it's, I'm sorry. Hey, I mentioned Guild Wars. Yeah, Eric said Guild Wars. <laughs> and, and Patrick, uh, you're... I'm defending Genevis for once. Record this. It's the only time oh, you'll ever see and, and Patrick, you know, you're boring and don't have any gaming systems, so, you know. Okay, well, okay, I did pick up Bioshock. Oh, that took did you, you play long it? enough. Yeah, well, at least? I bought it. It was only $5 on Steam. I was like, yes, best decision Oh, ever. that's a good deal. I got yeah. Mass Effect in the same sale, so... Oh, I that, the New Year... That, the holiday I got Bioshock, sale awesome. I got... Mm-hmm. I got Bioshock, I got the original KOTOR. Uh, also a very good game. And I got... What else did I get? I got the adventure game pack. 
You know, the one that uh, LucasArts has. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got, in the Thanksgiving sale, I got Mirror's Edge for five, and I got uh, Secret of Monkey Island Special Edition for two fifty, and then during the Christmas sale, I picked up uh, Mirror's, uh, not Mirror's Edge, Mass Effect. So I'm going to be happy for quite a while. Uh, I also just, in case there are any people who, I know, I know, I know, Tyon will probably agree with me on this, but Spirit Tracks is really good. Thank you. I was really surprised because no, because Phantom Hourglass is really quite crappy, (laughs) and Spirit Tracks Tracks is like blows that so far out of the water it actually goes into space or (laughs) a little bit and then falls back into the water. You know. So, in terms of what I'm looking forward to, all I want is just a little bit more info on what, in God's name. This new Zelda game is. Um, it's coming out. Yes. That, it's coming out this year, and there's a single piece of concept. concept apparently, art, unless so. they decide to delay it again. Well, yeah. Which but, TP. Uh, well, so there far is... it's just that one poster, and we don't know anything else. Well, there is a bit, bit more. Um, but it's really not much to go on. But um, it's supposed to be bigger than Twilight Princess, in regards to the the world, which is, in my opinion, kind of silly. Um. I don't doubt that, you know. It's supposed to employ the Wii Motion Plus so that you have a more authentic control over Link. One-to-one um, play. I but, need my lightsaber game. I'm still waiting for my lightsaber game. Because as well, awesome as Wii Sports you're, Resort you're, you're is, you're a Star Wars geek. I need my lightsaber Whatever, game. Whatever, like you're not. <laughs> you know, no, you know, really. I, you know, in certain angles, those swords from Wii Sports Resort kind of look like they're glowing. They are lightsabers. I mean, <laughs> they're fun. They just go bonk instead of ch- chop the Mii's head off, which is what I want. <laughs> yeah, that game r- brings back a lot of good memories of uh, American Gladiators. I think they just brought that show <laughs> yeah, back lately, really actually. Done. I haven't watched any of the new American Gladiators, but I like the old ones where they had that obstacle course where they had the one guy shooting those Nerf balls at him. Well, I saw an article lately, and mind you, you know, Zelda does not interest me, but... Because um, you're evil. I'm, yeah. Because your heart yeah. is a piece yes, of coal. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, this is true. Hey, I'm not a huge Zelda fan me. either. I've played through one or two of them, okay. and then I get bored, because every game's the same. Right. That's because your heart is a piece he gets of... Bored. Uh, oh, all her needs, Eric needs I was, I was giving you a, a helpful uh, piece yeah, of information that you did know yet about Zelda that I don't care about. Um... <laughs> What? Zelda Wii has been in development for a long time, according to Destructoid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. That surprises you? I don't know. Like, I, I just see this picture. I mean, you said you all you've seen is some concept art. This looks like a rendered screen. I'll link it. What, what? picture are you looking at? It, it looks 3D to me. That's from Twilight Princess. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> John, that's an epic fail. As I said, Zelda does not interest me. There's no guns. Mm-hmm. Well, of course there's no guns. It's a medieval setting. It's well, a fantasy no. setting. Get Speaking it right. Speaking of which... Wait, 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 wait. No, because um, technically there is uh, Link's crossbow training, but that doesn't count. Speaking <laughs> of which... I don't think Link's crossbow training counts for There's anything. supposed to be a first-person fantasy game coming out called Project Offset, which is supposed to be coming out since the days we were talking about the G4 6 series. Mind you, we're on the G4 10 series. The, the 
animations showed some cool, you know, screen bobbing effects, running and then stopping and then holding your arrow and shooting them. Of course, arrows have physics because, you know, they fly up and fly down. And so you've got, got to master those arcs in order to kill the dragon that's flying around you. And it looked really cool. Oh, that's cool. And it's vaporware. Uh-huh. It's joined the ranks of Duke Nukem. <laughs> hey, Duke Nukem's <laughs> not uh, vaporware. Duke Nukem up. is not vaporware anymore because it was officially canceled. And, so and now they're saying it's, it's not officially canceled. It's supposedly somebody's oh, geez. kicking around. Anyway, if you if you're here curious about Project butt, Offset, if you even and I'm all out of butt. There's a there's a site called projectoffset.com and I think what essentially was happening is the people who were behind the game were actually just producing an engine and therefore shopping mm-hmm. their tech around. It looks like that's about where they're at. Now they're all really young guys look like they're either in or just out of college. So, did, by the way, did anybody see that ridiculously just god awful um duke nukem trailer that was at like the last e3 or something it was just like uh, the words uh, duke nukem yeah. with like music in yeah. the background it was just like like isn't he uh, isn't he like he's in his just, apartment or whatever he's it was like facepalm inducing yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so jeff did we miss any games that you're looking forward to that i didn't mention ah you know the Games I'm really looking forward to are Mass Effect 2, as you mentioned, and uh, I I went on a big rant about uh, Endless Ocean 2 the other, in one of the other podcasts, so I'm not going to do that again. But have you seen uh, the Mass Effect 2 pre-order on Steam? Yes. I think yeah. I did. Well, you're going to get it for the Xbox 360 anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but it's the, same, it's the same pre-order bonus. The Inferno in-game armor. It looks like Iron Man to me. <laughs> yeah, well, that and if you uh, pre-ordered Dragon Age, you got the uh, you got armor in Dragon Age that transfers over to Mass Effect Two, also the Blood oh, Dragon cool. armor. Yeah, so it's armor that works in both of those games. That's just crazy talk. It kind of is. <laughs> so, is everyone happy we have covered games we're looking forward on. to, or is anyone who wants to chime? Well, I do have yep. one thing okay. to add. I do have one thing to add, and it is silly. Oh goodness, it is silly. But I am looking forward to this. I, I cannot lie. Um, Dragon Ball back, Z Online. No. Oh. No. Cheers. You can't be serious. Are they really making a DBZ Online? Of course. Anyway, go <laughs> oh, on. Oh, no. Point, more to the point. Uh, back in the late 90s. Late 90s. Yes, it was. Must have been late 90s. I was a little boy. And this was the first game I spent my own money on that I saved up on my allowance. And this game was Pokemon Gold. And <laughs> this spring, they are remaking Pokemon Gold into Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver. And it's arguably the best game in the series, and I cannot wait for this remake, and I'm really happy about it, just because the nostalgia factor is going to be huge. This and is the moment yeah, you I wish... You, this you, is definitely the moment I wish I uh, had a DS because I was I had silver back in the day, and the game's already been released over in Japan and it's selling amazingly well and they're saying it's a great game, um, but yeah, it's I would be picking this up myself. I already I have the soundtrack. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you hear that little uh, pedometer thing that came with the Japanese version of the game? They're going to bring that over to the American versions too. Mm-hmm. Yep, and guess what? It uses the like when you transfer stuff into it. It uses the music from when 
back in the day, I don't know if any of you remember this from the game, but when you would try to use the Game Boy printer that you didn't actually have, but just wanted to see what happened, and yeah. you just do, 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 do. That's the music for it now. It just makes me laugh. Game Boy Printer was arguably one of the dumbest attachments I've ever seen for anything, but that's another rant. So, yeah, I still have the Game Boy camera. I bought it one of those times I was still working at a GameStop, and they had a used Game Boy camera for fifty cents, and I bought it. Why not? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. For fifty cents, why not? Still worked great your great four shades of gray resolution picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what about you, Chad? Which you now have on every phone, and now the iPod Nano. What for about no me? You know what about you. Oh, oh what am what I looking forward to? Yes. Well, only one game, and you all know what it is. And that is the next Kingdom Hearts game. Birth Shoot, by no. Sleep. Which, oh, yeah, this thank again. God, has nothing to do with Organization 13. Well, I'm wrong. So you think, yeah. (laughs) Well, basically, it's set back ten years before the first game and answers all those little questions that you keep having throughout the entire series. More like uh, fills in all the little plot holes that the series has created. Is is what's his name? What's his nose still doing the voice? Is what's his nose still doing the voice? Who? I don't know his name. The icy dead people. Kid. Haley yeah. Joel Osmond? Oh, I have no idea. It's not out in the U.S. yet, and I will say that I have watched the part that Sora is in, which is like at the very end, and you have to do this ungodly boss fight just to get it. Um, but, uh, yeah, he doesn't have a major role in it, so I would not be surprised if someone else did the voice of Sora, as horrifying as that possibly could be. Um, but he would have to be really young in order to well, this is the scene you see him in is is when he's cage to Sora. I mean, you see Sora as a little kid in the game, but I imagine someone else is going to do young Sora, Riku and Kairi. Huh. Um, you, speaking yeah, of uh, voice acting, the, have you heard that Japanese Goofy and Donald? Now those are funny voices. Yes, <laughs> they really, really are. In fact, um. I think I first heard them when Rechain of Memories came out, and I couldn't believe that anyone could understand Donald. I I really (laughs) couldn't believe that anyone could understand Donald when he speaks in Japanese. Well, it's hard to understand him uh, enough in English, so... There's the one thing that I I, kind of like about the Kingdom Hearts series, because even if it seems silly on the outside, you have to appreciate that they went and got really almost all of the actors from every single one of those movies yes. come back to surprise the roles. That's hard to do. Like, realistically speaking, that's re- that's that's amazing. And a lot of those yeah. actors are really good, too. And here's what I do have to say about um, Birth by Sleep. I kind of really like the fact, from what I've heard, that in the game, Mickey Mouse is in the process of training under Yen Sid, being a yes. reference to Fantasia, which is one of my favorite movies being a music nerd so yes i i like that fact too because frankly putting mickey in that kind of role is just wow it 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 should have happened a long time ago did you ever see that fantasia 2000 yes yes i did Uh, i i i like the firebird sequence but that's about it i really like the rhapsody in blue sequence so did i oh no that one too that one too but 
I don't really like. Okay, so getting to movies. Yay, movies. <clears throat> Um, I just found something because I was looking up Haley Joe Osment to find out if he had any ties to the game, but it's not mentioned. Um, I was on IMDb, and Spider-Man 4 has been scrapped. Raimi and cast are out. Been. Franchise reboot is planned. As of planned. this afternoon. Sam Raimi officially said, forget it. Yep. Well, he wanted, the vul- he wanted the Vulture as the villain, which, knowing Sam Raimi, and he likes the classic villains. And it was the studio that shoehorned Venom into the third movie. Now, Venom's my favorite Spider-Man villain by and far. And they totally wasted him. And, it, and it, they wasted Venom. They ruined Spider-Man 3, mostly because Venom was so lousy. It would have been a decent Sandman movie, although I had an, it had issues otherwise. But it, uh, Spider-Man just let me down so much with 3. It's and like, now, I thought 4 was going to be Can we keep a superhero okay, movie but... through 3? I kind of, I'm, I'm sort of glad that like Batman's kind of dead at 2, because I just feel like they would ruin it in yeah. 3. Mm-hmm. I, see, I don't see a third Batman movie happening, especially with uh, Chris Nolan working on his other projects right now. Um, He's doing Inception, but I mean, he did consider doing a third one. Yeah, he's no, considering I it, but I, th- I think it really died with Heath Yeah, Ledger, his, his original plan was to, to do a third movie with Heath Ledger, which could have been called Return of the Dark Knight, since it was called The Dark Knight initially, and might have used you know some bits and pieces from The Dark Knight. <laughs> the Dark Knight Begins. Well, Why don't we just combine Well, the thing the is, is that uh, <laughs> Batman Begins pulls a lot of little bits and pieces from Batman Year One, written by Frank Miller. Mm-hmm. So it would have been yeah. really interesting to see if they would wrap up the bits with uh, Dark Knight Returns you know, by Frank Miller. Which is the last good thing Frank Miller ever wrote, and don't get me started on the I Frank don't know, because Miller rant. Dark Knight Returns was... was Dark Knight Returns was That's was where good. he started. Was, that, was, that, that was in uh, 1985, and then he went on to do uh, Batman Year One and a bunch of other things. It was when he started really getting into the like movie scripts and stuff that, that he really started to lose his way, and a lot of people wanted to get back to comics. Like he did, he did, and then came the infamous All Star Batman and Robin. Uh, if if you know uh, a top fourth wall, their show that do uh, he he does comic book reviews, Linkara. Uh, he do- completely tears apart Frank Miller in pretty much every review he does. He'll admit, you know, fr- some of Frank Miller's work was good. Year One was amazing. Dark Knight Returns was amazing. The only problem is after that he got into this habit of really poor storytelling that has occurred in pretty much every single thing he's ever written and it just culminates with all-star batman and robin which came out just a few mm-hmm. years back and uh you want to know where the phrase i'm the goddamn batman came from it's from this and there's a reason it's so <laughs> terrible it, it the comic is so bad that it, he even just stops calling him uh Linkar just stops calling him batman because it's not batman anymore he des- decides that Batman has to be replaced by some crazy drunk hobo who happened to find a Batman suit because that's the only way his character can be explained. Oh. So now Crazy Joe is in a mo- Batmobile with a 12-year-old Robin <laughs> making very, very perverted comments. That's the depths Frank Miller felt. Yeah, but he did Sin City, you know, and that was really good. Mm-hmm. Sin City and was he also okay, he did some but... good stuff with Electra. And uh... no. Uh, not a fan of his electric. I was, work. but you know, I, you know, I also I really liked the uh, the hard boiled series, which was written or drawn by Jeff Darrell. With uh, like, if you ever seen those those manuals that show an engine in an exploded view, you know, where they show how all mm-hmm. the parts go together, Jeff Darrell is one of yeah. those artists who can do that kind of stuff because that's the way the panels were in his in his drawings. 
um, the comic book was was like breaking all the rules. It was it was pushing all kinds of buttons, and it was scandalous for that. As a kid, I was just cool. I was happy that it was racy, <laughs> but <clears throat> I was like you know the cool cars and the guy. The whole crux of the story is the guy was a cyborg but didn't know it. You know doesn't understand yeah. that when you have a a uh, license plate wedged halfway into your knee that your leg shouldn't be working anymore. Um, you know, and there's a point where he finally gets the, like all of the skin fried off of him. And he is a really strange robot because his head has like this, like 57 Chevy look, like it's got fins and everything. <laughs> it's just kind of weird, but that, you know, that I liked this because it was really, it, it kind of took things like Blade Runner and uh, fifth element and kind of slammed them together into a comic book that was really gritty. Mm-hmm. Um, the story ended up being very, like by the end, it was one of those stories that like, like the, you hit the end of the story and it has reset. Like it was like, what was the point of the story? Because nothing has really changed or happened. And yeah. I think the funny thing is, is like, the thing is he can never remember his name. He's like, my name's Harold Samerson. I'm a tax collector. My name's Jason Smith. I'm a tax collector. I mean, he knows he's a tax collector, but he can never remember his name because he's been rebooted so many times. Which is kind of the Star Wars thing where we talk about C-3PO being erased and kind of going crazy afterward. It's kind of like that. So, you know, I, I've liked some of the stuff he's done over the years, but um, I read the, the like, there was like the Dark Knight Returns 2 or the Dark Knight 2. Or it. Oh, that was, it was so, so terrible. I was excited because it was being drawn by Frank Miller, and there were some interesting things that he did in there. Like, I guess the Flash was... was uh, he was powering someplace. I not like his new costume. It was terrible. Uh, the worst part was they made Carrie, who was awesome as the female Robin in Dark Knight Returns, but they made her into some type of cat yeah. girl. And I'm not talking like Catwoman. I mean, I'm talking Japanese yeah. cat girl. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was like a what, what, what we call a furry. <laughs> uh, uh, that's not a good there. So anyway, uh, dancing a little closer back to the movie's premise we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jeff wanted to talk about Avatar. No, actually, Wait, I added that. Did you? Point, but <laughs> I yeah. did, or originally. Did but then I saw the movie, and I... No. <laughs> no, I liked it. Yeah, I just saw it recently, too. I want to see it, but I haven't had the money or the time. I got to see it in uh, in 3D up in Green Bay, and... I will say it is the prettiest movie I think I've ever seen, especially since 60, 70 percent of it is CG. And you couldn't tell a lot of times. I'm like, holy cow, those have to. Well, they did a lot of motion capture to get all of it right. Well, they did the mocap, but that's almost industry standard these days. I mean, I'm talking the actual texturing, the detail, the really minute things. Let's talk about the 3D, though, like. I I am really dead set against 3D. I, I have no interest in seeing it in 3D and. I went out of my way to not see it in 3D. Yeah, I, I don't. I have seen. I saw Superman Returns and The Dark Knight both at uh, IMAX in 3D, and my friend Ron would tell me why it's better in IMAX 3D anywhere else. I I don't know. I don't care. All I know is that I find it disturbing. It's it's not pleasant to set my eyes on it like it is a regular straight up IMAX movie. Yeah, I would. I saw. I saw it in 3D and it, on, in a regular theater. Um, the nearest decent IMAX theater is in Milwaukee, and that's over two hours away. But uh, I didn't have too much of a problem with it. I think because I saw it on a regular theater screen in 3D as opposed to an IMAX screen where you're looking up and down, left and right, everywhere yeah. to see what's yeah, going on. Yeah, if you see a regular movie in IMAX theater, you want to sit as far back as possible. 
Yeah. Um, but I, I thought it was pretty good. It didn't bother me at all, and it was really immersive. Oh yeah, I I've taken liking to this to the new uh, uh, 3D thing because what I like about the way people handle 3D Patrick. now, especially James oh, Cameron with Patrick, you're breaking up. Huh? Yes. Am I severely? I apologize. Uh, can you hear me now? Breaking up is hard you, to do. Oh, don't even. <laughs> you 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 silenized. You're using your Mac. Which side is the microphone plugged into? I'm using a headset. Which side is it plugged into? There's, There's only one side. With USB ports? Yes. Yes. All right, well, we're going to have to, like... and Plug it Plug it into the front one, Yeah, dis- disconnect. Disconnect from the, the call. I'll call you back. And in the interim, unplug your USB port and plug it back in. Because you're getting worse, like it's unintelligible now. Hmm. See, I think it just means that the government's listening in now. They found us. Oh, the hmm. Destiny class looks gorgeous. Patrick, you have to disconnect. The secret, uh, the secret cheating of the agency may have to be continued another time. <laughs> the CIA is listening in. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Join us next time when Tyung will be caught in his double entendre. <laughs> That's right, I'm a double agent. You don't know who for, but just be warned. It's the Lithuanians. I knew it. They've had a vendetta on me ever since I blew up that thing. In the- you didn't hear that part, got it? Eric, were you on the closed beta for STO? No, I wasn't, unfortunately. Mm. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Well, apparently, you can probably get in now since you've pre-ordered. Hello. I haven't pre-ordered. Patrick? Oh, you have? Okay, no. never mind. Nope. Sounds good now. I have you no said money. Silenized. It reminded me Are of Simonized that you put on that car. <laughs> Are we yeah, good? we're good. Yeah, okay. What I was going to say, I went and I saw it in 3D, and what I feel about James uh, 3D is that I, I've really taken a liking to it, especially the way James Cameron handed it, handled it with Avatar. Because, I mean, before with, you know, the way people were handling 3D was sort of, whoa, look at us, we're making things pop out of the screen in your face. And with the way modern 3D is being handled, I... The way it's not so much the screen looks bumpy as it is that it's, you know, this sort of fake depth perception that you're getting. And I, I really like it if that's handled really well. And since James Cameron filmed in 3D, especially the scenes that are actually with, like, real people and stuff, you can really see the, you know, how that is handled. And everything that's real looks really good, actually, which is interesting. I noticed that in the scenes where there was actual people, it, it the 3D looked more convincing than it did with the CG scenes. It was weird. We'll have to get around to seeing um, it. I, probably because they have 3D cameras. Probably with the 3D cameras. I will say, um, they the 3D was really, in some way, subtle. Because like, like I said, they didn't treat it like it was a gimmick. Like, you know, hey, we've got this 
plank of wood. We're going to throw it right out <laughs> to the audience. But they really treated it like it was part of the movie from the beginning. Like it, the 3D was planned to be there. It was shot with the cameras. It wasn't just tacked on to a couple of scenes and then artificially done. It was there from the beginning. And that really, I think, it was an immersive movie to me. Um, I really was more immersed into that thing than in any movie I've seen in the theater in quite a while. And I saw about three movies that week. So um, that alone it gets props for. Uh, however, I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate about uh, Avatar. The story was lacking. I'm sorry. I'm a writer. I pay attention. To, I, I actually was paying attention to the story. I agree with you, so up, Eric. Really well, do. it's Pocahontas and Dances with Wolves in space. <laughs> Oh, the way I, I the way I heard it reviewed was Pocahontas plus Fern Gully plus The Matrix equals Avatar, and that's really it's, all of it. Yeah. It's not a terribly plus... original story. It's just a cool movie. Yeah, I will say it for an unoriginal story. They tell it well. It is you know no, yeah. it's not, they've got the good twist on it, and they've got uh, and and they deliver this the story well. The problem is, yeah, I've seen this story before a couple of times. Yeah, last it's the classic Stormtrooper versus Ewoks. <laughs> Mm-hmm. When 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 people comment on the fact that they don't like the movie for the story, whatever, I feel like I just want to say, shut up, eat your damn popcorn, and enjoy the colors. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's what I did. I mean, it's it's. I'm going to say it's a good movie. I I still think it's a good movie. I just no, yeah. that's my nitpick of it. So. Yeah, I mean, it it's not exactly original, but it it was pretty good. Well, this was the first no, time I've watched all the movie, list of movies yeah. that actually comprise the this, this supposed story elements. The only one I've seen is The Matrix, so mm-hmm. I, it may be it may the be one, somewhat, somewhat new to me. I think the one thing I we should be asking happen. is: is the technology that they use in this movie is all the kind of technological aspects that were involved in really every single aspect of this movie, even in the movie itself? Is this going to sort of change the way gaming is going to sort of happen? You, do you know no. what I mean? Is this going to affect? No. No, no well, maybe not now, just, but like in the you well. Know, supposedly, the, this is a big technological future, push. Like, like we're talking about a lot of 3D TVs. Like supposedly, this is becoming the 3D revolution. I don't, I don't see 3D TVs ever working. Just that's me. I don't see. Well, there's that ever they're talking about just, 3D TVs that use but, like illusions, where like it's you're you don't need glasses. You can just the, the screen works. But I guess the, the viewing field is very narrow. Works. 3D TVs. But, Didn't you see Minority but, Report? But the thing is, though, like people are talking about, like you know these TVs that need like glasses and glasses that are polarized that require power. And I'm like, yeah. that's never going to make it. That's not going to fly ever. ever. Yeah. Why yeah, people they have a hard enough time keeping the remote, the batteries fresh in their TV remotes. It's uh, that's one place. The PlayStation got it right with the controller, the rechargeable batteries built right in. Yep. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I can tell you one thing straight away. Like when I was watching when you go in and you see, like, the trailer f- clips from the Avatar game, the one thing I noticed that made the game not interesting looking was the frame rate. If you're going to be making a game like that, you can't have a frame rate, frame rate like that. You have to have a frame rate that's faster than yeah. that. Because it just doesn't look right. It looks like the game is lagging on an online MMO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you can't, you can't do that. You have to make it look more. And, and the thing is, is, like Ubisoft is not a company who doesn't know what they're doing. I mean, you know, Assassin's Creed, Rainbow Six Vegas, the Splinter Cell games, I mean, Prince of Persia, Beyond Good and Evil. I mean, they are a company on, on their game. And so, you know, 
Well, it's not so much the publishers. It's going to be whoever actually developed the game. Ubisoft is the developer. Ubisoft develops and publishes their own games. It was done by Ubisoft Montreal. Oh, wow. Even the Montreal studio. They're the good ones. Like, if you... Yeah, Winter Soul games really used to dance Montreal. back and forth between Montreal and Shanghai, and the ones done in Shanghai are always the sucky ones. It's like Call of yeah. Duty World World at War versus you know Modern Warfare. Didn't Montreal work on Mist Four? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And they're really fans. Man, that was a gorgeous game. Oh, it, it definitely really was, pretty. was, wasn't it? I have issues it with old, its puzzles, but it's it was pretty. Oh, it still is. Still holds up really well. You know, it's funny. If you ever look at the uh, documentaries for behind Mist 4, everybody's always speaking French, which is, you know, how you can tell that it was Ubisoft Montreal. It's just, it's, it just makes me laugh. Even, even the well, Ubisoft is playing, a uh, French company too. So yeah, yeah. I mean, even the girl who's playing uh, uh, Yisha is doing all the interviews yeah, in when, French. Which when EA was trying to buy Ubisoft, I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the humanity! Because oh, <laughs> it's like I just did not want to see them become part of the EA empire. I didn't see good, good things coming yeah. of that. Just like if we're done talking about this avatar, I'm just kind of curious if anybody's going to be looking forward to the other Ted avatar last Airbender out this summer. Yes, dying for it. Wish it was here now. My girlfriend and I are cosplaying. Oh dear. <laughs> Is there going to be a shaved head, or are you just going to put on something that'll make yourself look blonde? All in Shush. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not like that. Gross. I'm um, happy to see Mr. M. Knight uh, tackling something that he didn't really create from the ground you know, up. Uh, we, we, which we keep expecting good twists in all his movies, and we keep getting disappointed. And I think that's you know everyone's been like. You know, thinking he's he's made one good movie and based on the strength of that movie he's been allowed to do a whole lot of other things that just are not flying this is why i, I loved unbreakable I, I like m knight as a director he can get shots he can get cinematography he understands movies as a storyteller he's flat out lacking but now he's using somebody else's story which not only already will have a fan following but is considered one of the best animated series to be made in the United States in ever. I mean, it's pretty much right behind Batman animated series and Simpsons. Yeah. Um, and you've got a decent cast. You've got a bunch of people looking forward to it. And you've got a studios willing to throw money at it. The, all the pieces are in place that this should be a great movie. So hopefully really the writing is good, you know, because like, another you can good sign. I'm sorry. Another real quick good sign that was announced this week is, um, uh, who is it? Not Fox, but uh, whoever is uh, producing the movie has actually bought a 30-second ad in Super Bowl 40 for this movie. No, not 40, 43, whatever we're on right now. I should know that. I'm a football fan. We're not sports people. You know what's interesting, though? They're getting a Super Bowl ad for The Last Airbender, so... Do you know what's really interesting, though? The kid who plays Aang does all his own stunts, apparently. He's a Taekwondo black belt, yeah. and he's only like 11 years old. So, Wow, that's really cool. And I'm really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. And since we were talking about this earlier, I might as well throw this out. Okay, open question. What's the best Star Trek movie? Uh-oh. <laughs> a tie between <laughs> 2 and 11. That's my yeah, call. I haven't actually seen two, that Two, Wrath of Khan. Which one yeah. was 11. Oh, this I love And in that second slash third place spot, I have first contact. 
Yeah, I like first contact. Dead silence. I love it. Well, this first contact is the best of the next gen films, in my opinion. And the undiscovered country has my vote as the one for the original series. The undiscovered country. (laughs) Yeah, where the Klingons suddenly Uh, have pink blood, like Pepto Bismol, and then we totally forget for all those movies that that actually applied. Hey, man, Christopher Lloyd was the original (laughs) Klingon. So well, at least it's not as bad as row, row, row your effing boat. Well, right? you know, it kind of makes me think, though, that, you know, I, I could shout out Tyon's name, you know, like Kirk said Khan's name. Tyon! You know, so... Uh, so all, we just need just to have Tyon say something stop mean, though. You know, he's gonna... Captain George Decay of the USS Excelsior. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I have heard the techno remix of obviously the Picard, but also the George Takei and Captain the Han Solo, Solo Captain of the Millennium Falcon. So, oh, man. YTMND. Oh, is amazing. oh, shut um, up about YTMD. <laughs> <laughs> so, write in with your opinion on what is the best. <laughs> no, I really like the new Star Trek movie. Um, what it did, like, while I watched the movie and I. It was a really fun movie, but I didn't think it was a good movie. But what it did do is it got me into Star Trek. Yeah, I just wish that I wasn't I just wish that they would admit that like black holes are like highly destructive forces and not portals to time, yeah. space yeah, continuum no. things. Well, you can just go back in time by slingshotting around the sun at warp ten yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's what Superman did. Yeah, which brings me back to the point that I mentioned before about uh, like our whole galaxy is theorized to be held together by a, a massive black hole. I don't, I'm not a physicist. I'm a programmer. Yeah, oh, shush. <laughs> I'm a physicist, darn it, not a programmer. Damn oh, yeah. Jim, there was a story a that I, I, I should have added to our bullet points that supposedly there's a uh, cataclysmic supernova that it's occurred in a uh, solar system that is it, the wake of it is going to reach us in about 3,000 years. So Earth, as we know it, probably only has now another 3,000 years to exist. And, you know, Oh, because of a so-called supernova, they think. Well, here, here's the thing. that, that we, we see it now, which means that what we have seen is 3,000 years ago. So, in any case, um, <clears throat> so the Mayans totally got it wrong. It was 3,012. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, in this case, it would be Does anyone really believe that superstitious <laughs> nonsense? I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to be dead, so I really don't care. Neither do I. I'm bad, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just be upset that the world would have, will have come to an end before the Hobbit movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always keep thinking. Is like you know, I always talk about movies and games that are coming out in the future. It's like we have to live in the now. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, I saw a comic strip. It was a car salesman and said no payments till 2013. And he said, "Wow, a whole lot of minds are taking advantage of this deal." <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Anyway, I think it's time to to wrap up this uh, bit of a present podcast that we have. Yeah. <laughs> but we already un- unwrapped so many presents. And yeah, we're just meandering off topic at this point. <laughs> and thus I declare that this meeting of the agency is closed. Agent Janathus, Sir Jonathan, what have you to say? Uh, goodbye, but we, we can't go until Tyon turns in his decoder ring. Just making sure. <laughs> Agent Morris, Sir Patrick, what have you to say? 
Uh, well, just don't forget to reverse the polarity of the neutron flow. Agent Jeff, what have you <laughs> say? Uh, I really need a code name of some sort. <laughs> the the lamp man. Agent Whipping Boy, Mr. Chad, what have you to say? Screw this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there goes our clean tag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oh, editing powers. Uh, by the way, um, oh, did you say signing off? Signing okay, off. There we go. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. oh, that'll be in the podcast and then I'll take. <laughs>